Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Getting over this this bug that's going around, Amen. Vegas and everywhere else, Amen. So, uh, but God is good, Amen. And so, Amen. If PCLV is out there today, Amen. I want you to type in something. I'm here, Pastor. Check me in. Whatever it is, let us know that you are watching today, Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to our text this morning, Amen, or this afternoon. Now, Matthew chapter one. I'm going to be reading verses 18 through 25, Amen. Matthew chapter one, 18. Through 25, and this is with the word of God. It says this This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, and before the marriage took place, while still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiance, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, a virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relationships with her until the son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Oh, come on. Someone say Jesus. I mean, there's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's something about the name of Jesus, amen. And so here we understand that it means that he came to save, amen. And we are entering a season, amen, as we enter... uh, December, amen, this is the Christmas season, and Jesus is not only the reason for the season, Jesus is the reason, period. Come on, he, Jesus is the reason, period, amen. And today I want to minister a message entitled, God's Perfect Gift. How many like gifts in this place? Come on, how many like the perfect gift? Come on, spouses say Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we mess it up. Come on, guys. Amen. We, we think we can get the perfect gift. Amen. And, and, and we blow it at sometimes. Amen. But I want to talk about God's perfect gift. How many know that God always had a plan? Amen. Come on. He had a plan from the, from the beginning of time. And it was a plan to bring us back into union with the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, because of sin. Come on. Don't think that Eve eating that fruit caught God by surprise. Come on. God already had a plan. Can somebody say hello? Come on. And he has a plan for you and I. How many know that he has a plan for you? Come on. You're not just here to be here. You're not just born to be born. You're not an accident. You're nothing like that. God planned for you and God has a plan for you. He has a destiny for you. Amen. Come on. Somebody say, I got a plan. Come on. Somebody talk to me today. Otherwise, we'll stay here for three hours. (laughs) 
Amen. The more you talk back, the more we get out and we can go eat. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But God has a plan for each and every one of us. Come on, you are not here just to be here. You're not, like I said, a mistake. There is a plan that God has for you. A plan that the devil has tried to stop throughout history. As you read your Bible and you read history from the beginning to right now, current and through the Bible, the enemy tries to stop what God wants to do, amen. But the plan of God is held up because of what Christ has done on that cross for us. Come on, somebody say amen. You see, the devil can't stop this plan. When Jesus was on the cross and when he said it was finished, that was it. Come on, somebody. And what set it into motion is when he got up. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody say he got up. Come on. Nothing can change that, church. It always has been and it always will be the plan. Jesus will always be the way, the truth, and the life. Come on, there is no other way to the Father but through Him. That is the plan, church. Come on, there is no other plan. Jesus is the plan. Can somebody say amen? But listen, the devil can try to stop the plan from existing in your life. Come on, by putting doubts, fear in the minds of people. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says this, All right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God was coming back, listen, inside of a man. Amen. The prophet Isaiah spoke of this word of prophecy around 680 years before Christ ever came. And Jesus came to save us from our sins. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we can see that in the text I just read in Matthew 121. In John 129, it says this. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus in the Greek comes from the word Joshua, which means the Lord saves. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, it says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end, and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lords of Heaven armies will make this happen. In the book of Micah, chapter 5, it talks about the city of Bethlehem. And it's out of that, it says a small clan of Judah, a ruler will rise up, amen, and bring peace. And we find this to be true hundreds of years later. As you read Matthew chapter 2, verse 6, it says this, But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Also in Micah, it says that not until she, and is speaking of Mary, not until she who's in labor gives birth. And we see that Mary is the chosen vessel that Christ will come into this world through. Amen. Right now, all I'm doing is setting a little history. I'm laying a little foundation for you guys. Amen. I'm laying something of where we're going at. Amen. So I'm, I'm painting a picture for you in your mind. Amen. But what I want to look at today is at, at God's perfect gift, 
for you and I. How many want the gift? Come on, somebody go like this. I want the gift. Amen. Come on. If you don't, if you don't want it, you won't get it. <laughs> Come on. But if you want it, somebody say, give it to me. Come on. You know, we all life gifts. Amen. Come on. Come on, don't, don't be lying, amen. Someone give you a gift for me? Yeah, that, that's what you'll do, amen. I mean, all of us like gifts, amen. Come on, all of us like whatever it is, amen. You thought of that person. It's a gift that the person was thinking of you, amen. And they bring this gift to you, amen. And so I want to look at God's perfect gift for you and I. You see, for people every year, they wait till midnight or early Christmas morning to look for that special gift underneath the Christmas tree. We have to understand today, church, that you don't have to look anymore. Come on, we already received the perfect gift, the greatest gift of all, amen. It was not a gift that was placed under the tree. It was a gift that was placed on the tree. Come on, somebody say amen. And what makes this gift so perfect is it brings you and I life, eternal life. I mean, how many know that's a gift in itself right there? This is the perfect gift, amen. It's life, amen. And so let me tell you, folks, amen, this gift is what took us off the road of destruction, amen. It, it took us off the highway to, to hell, amen. And it put us on the road to Bethlehem, amen, the road of faith, amen, which introduced you and I to Jesus. It put us on the highway to heaven. Can somebody say Amen. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is the perfect gift to us, amen. And with that, amen, it brings life to us. John 10, 10 says this, I've come, Jesus speaking here, I've come that you may have life and you will have it more abundantly. Come on. The sentence before that says, the thief, we all know who the thief is, right? The devil, amen, he does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Come on. I may have fell into that gift. Come on. I mean, life in the world takes that from us. Amen. Apart from God. Amen. It's death. Amen. There is no life inside of us. Amen. It comes. The devil will come. He'll give. But then he takes away. Or he'll give and it takes things away from you. Come on, we all experience loss, amen, in the world. That's why you and I are in the house today, because we want this gift of life, amen. How many are sick and tired of being sick and tired, amen? How many are tired of saying, man, I don't want to die no more. I want to live. And so Jesus comes, and he comes to bring us life, amen. And the enemy is so crafty, but he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil comes to bring death. But Jesus comes to bring life. Understand, church, that this gift that I'm talking about, amen, is for anyone who believes. Come on, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you're from, amen. It doesn't matter what you've done along the way, amen. It doesn't matter if you've been naughty or nice. Come on, you don't have to be good for goodness sake to receive this perfect gift, amen, as long as you believe, come on, do we have any believers in the house, amen, as long as you believe, amen, he'll bring you life. John chapter 3, 36 says this, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord, our, 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 through Christ Jesus our Lord. Can somebody say amen? See, this 
perfect gift comes from our faith in him and our believing in his word. Come on, how many know you got to believe in God's word? Come on, it's the truth, it's the whole truth, and it's nothing but the truth, amen. Come on, the word of God is, brings life, amen. As long as we have faith in him, we have faith that he came, faith that he died, faith that he rose again, amen, and we believe in his word, it brings life to him. This, you, you understand, you can't earn this gift on your own. Come on, you can't work for this gift with good deeds. Come on, you cannot find this gift on Amazon. You can look, you can't find the gift of life like that on Amazon. Listen, you can't get this gift by buying me, your pastor, a Christmas gift. Uh, it may help, but I can't promise you. I won't get mad at it, amen. I'll, I'll receive it with gladness, but I can't promise you that will get you in. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 says this, for it is by grace, somebody say grace, come on, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourself, it is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. It is a gift. God thought of you. God thought of you before you were even born. God thought of you in 2023. Amen. He says, you know, this gift is for this person. This gift is for my daughter. This gift is for my son because I want to give life to you. The world can suck on you and dry you and bring death to you. But he says, I've come to give you life. And life more abundantly. How many want to live in this place? Amen. Come on. I, I'm tired. I was tired in the world when I was backslidden. Amen. And then the, the world was just draining me. But God says that gift is still there for you, son. And 10 years after, amen, God, I opened that gift. Amen. And God gave me life. Come on, and he restored my life and restored my marriage. And he, and he, he delivered me from drugs and alcohol and all that other stuff because life came inside of me. Come on, isn't it true for you guys as well? Come on, we were on our highway to hell, amen, and God just did a turnaround on our lives, and we started to live again. But it was by grace. It's by grace. It's his amazing. You cannot figure out his grace. It's just amazing that he would save a wretched man like me. Amen. It's, it's grace. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. But God says, I love you. My, I send my son for you. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Second Corinthians 9.15 says this. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. You can't describe this gift. It's just, it's just wow. I mean, it, it's just, it just blows my mind that a God that's outside of all this was thinking of me. Was thinking of you. And you're his son, you're his daughter, you're the, you're the apple of his eye. And he was thinking of you while the devil was just wanting to take from you. He wanted to give us life. Come on, somebody. This is God's perfect gift. This, this gift is a, reminds us during this season that it's not about Christmas trees, though we have them in our homes. Come on. It's not about Christmas lights, though we, we put them up. It's not about gifts to each other, though we do that. It's not even taking pictures with that fat dude in the red suit, though we do, we, though we take them. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with all that I just mentioned right now, but I'm here to remind you that Jesus is the reason, period. 
That is it. That's the reason. Come on, it's not the gift. It's not the Christmas tree. It's not the tamales. <laughs> now, I like unwrapping tamales. Hallelujah. But it's, it's not about that. Amen. Everything is about Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. So during this season, as you gather together with your families, as you get together and open gifts, be reminded of the precious and perfect gift that came through Christ. He has the perfect gift for you and I. And that gift is life, church. James chapter 1, 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Anything good in life, let me tell you, God sent it. You got a raise, God sent it. Anything that's good is from God. It's not of your own, amen. It's not, you can't just say, hey, it's me, I did all this. And all. No, no, give credit where credit's due. God did it. God gave you the strength. God gave you the wisdom. God gave you the knowledge. God gave you what you, what you do today. If you give all, all of it to him, He'll bless you more. Once you start to take it on, like, look what I do. Look what I did all this. Then that should fall. Give it back to him. Someone tell, tell your neighbor, give it back. It's a good and perfect gift. Everything that's good and perfect comes from above. And this time of year is to remind us about a son. A son who left the throne of heaven for us. A child born in a manger from simple parents. He didn't come as a king, though he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen, a child was born, but a son was given. He came as a child. This child would grow up, amen, and go through life, feel the disappointments of life, Feel the pressures of life. Go through the hard times of life. Feel the struggles of life. Feel what you and I feel today to show us that he truly understands and he's able to say to you today, I know what you're going through, son. I know what you feel, daughter. Amen. I've been there myself. God knows. Can somebody say amen? Come on, you. We can't just say God don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. He came to this world to feel the pain that you and I feel. And he says, if you trust me, I can heal you and I can give you life. Maybe you're here today and you say, not me, pastor. That's not for me. Maybe you're here today and say, Jesus, God is not going to give me this perfect gift. I've been way too bad. I don't deserve this gift. I can tell you that's a lie from the devil. You may feel unworthy to receive the gift like Peter did. You remember Peter? Away from me, from I'm, I'm a man with unclean lips. Come on, but I have good news for you today. And this is what makes this gift so perfect, amen. And this is the best part, amen. It's only for the sinner. And guess what? We all qualify, hallelujah. Come on. We're all sinners saved by grace. Come on, somebody. Come on. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that we are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. Romans 5.20 says this, but where sin is abounded, grace is abounded much more. Hallelujah. 
Come on, his grace is there for you and I, church. Even when we stumble, even when we fall down, grace picks us up, church. Come on, have you ever fallen down? Have you made a mistake since you got saved? Yes. Come on, we still will make mistakes. But this is where we come to repentance and say, God, I know I should have not have done that. I know I should not have fallen. He says, all right, so just get up. Get up. That's what the grace is. Man, it blows my mind how good God is. He is so faithful. But grace is always there to pick us up, church. Come on, it doesn't matter where you've been. Grace is, it's okay. It's okay. We are saved by his amazing grace. What that means for you and I today that we all, say me, we all qualify for the perfect gift from the Father. It's the gift of life. He wants to give that to you today. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. And so I, I'll say that to you because there's, there's people in this room right now, amen, that they're afraid. You're afraid of situations. You're afraid of what's going on in the world. You're afraid of, of what's going to happen. You're afraid of, 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 of your home. You're afraid of your relationship. You're afraid of marriage. What's going to happen in 2024? There's a lot of things right now, and God's right now telling you, do not be afraid. Come on, we should not be afraid as people of God. Hallelujah. Children of God, because we got a father that loves us. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We should go with confidence. Amen. Not, 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 we don't have concerns or worries, but it should not keep us there. Come on, we should give it to the Lord and say, God's going to do something. Amen. God is about to move. Amen. And so you got to go forward. Amen. So the angel comes and says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. That will cause great joy for all people. That means you. Somebody say me. Come on. It's not excluded. It didn't say all Mexican people. <laughs> Come on. Chinese, black. It, 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 he said all people. Come on. He said for all. This is the great news. It's going to cause great joy for all people. That includes you can somebody say amen so it doesn't matter how bad you have been in your past still jesus comes to bring you this perfect gift amen uh, come on it's not how the world portrays it you better watch out uh, you better not cry <coughs> that no matter what you may have done jesus somebody say jesus jesus came and paid off your debt Come on, somebody. He came to clear your name and set you free. Amen. He is taking you off death row and he is giving you life once again. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 20, 28 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. The word ransom comes from the land word redemptor, which means buying back. The definition of ransom is this, a consideration payment or demand for release of someone or something from captivity. The biblical meaning of ransom means this, it means a deliverance or rescue from the punishment 
of sin. Jesus ransomed us from the wrath of God, which means that we will never need to fear his condemnation if we trust in Jesus alone for our salvation. Come on. It also means, amen, right here in ransoming from God's wrath, our Savior, he also rescues us from the bondage of sin and Satan. Come on, that's the ransom that he paid on the cross for us, amen. It frees us up from everything from our past, our past sins, the punishment of sin. It, it frees us from the devil himself, amen. He cannot touch us, hallelujah. Come on, that's the power of God. Somebody say, that's some power there. Power. Dunamis power. Come on, that's where we get the, the word dynamite from. Amen. It's an explosive power, church, that breaks sin off of us, removes shackles from us. Come on, somebody. Come on, removes the, the blindness from your eyes. Amen. It causes you to walk again, and it causes you to live again. Can somebody say amen? In other words, church, your charges have been dropped, amen. You are no longer in the system, amen. You have been set clear, amen, like it never happened before. He remembers your sins no more, hallelujah. Come on, Psalms 103.12 says this, he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Come on, that's how far he throws them. He throws them to the depths of the ocean, church. Man, isn't that awesome? Ah, Lord. But with all gifts that are given, what do you got to do? You got to open it up, right? Come on, otherwise it just remains a gift. It's a pretty bow on it. Sometimes you wanna, we don't want to, I don't know if you're one of those people that, that open real carefully and then save the wrapper to use it again next year. <laughs> Or save that bowl. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, don't raise your hand if that's you, amen. <laughs> but with all the gifts, church, that we get, any gift that is given to us, even through the season, the first thing you do, man, what's inside? You got to open it up. But the problem with many Christians today is that they receive the gift. They'll come to the altar. They know the gift is for them but they never open it. Meaning that they come and they receive salvation. They start coming to church thinking, well, that's it, right? I just, I, gave, I went to the altar, I, I did the sinner's prayer, and I come to church now, and that's it, amen. But they don't experience the gift because they're not living still. They're still living in shackles. They come bound up, amen, with their mentality. They say, you know what? Not only are, are, that he sets you free, but, but you're, you're still not free. Come on, we come in and, and we're still shackled with our past. We're still shackled to the mistakes that have happened in the past. The devil's still lying to us and saying, you know what? You haven't changed. You ever walked out this place, amen? Come on, who are you, who are you fooling? Come on, if that would throw that at your face, who are you fooling? You haven't changed. You're still the same girl. You're, the same, you're still the same boy. You're still the, you still think the same. Right? See, we come and we come and we think, well, I'll just keep going to church. I mean, the church don't save you. 
Come on, sitting in that chair don't save you. Giving your tithes don't save you. Come on, you you got to open up the gift. Come on. Why, why are we going to get saved if we're still the same? Still shackled. Still going through the problems and going through all this stuff. Tell your neighbor, open it up. Come on, look at somebody. Open it up. Look at someone and say, oh, you need to open it. No, I'm, not, I'm just playing. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> you see, a gift is not a gift until you open it. Until you put it into use. Otherwise, you'll never see its potential. You may say here, you may be here today and say, well, I receive Christ and I'm not going to hell anymore. And I mean, oh, yes, that's a gift in itself, right? But we think that Jesus just came to save us from the pit of hell, to save us from our sins. But the gift today, church, you got to understand is life, experiencing the good life. Amen. He came to give you life and give you more abundantly. When you get saved and you start to believe that, then you start living. I mean, how can we get saved and then we walk out like nothing changed? <clears throat> right? You want to come in, you want to feel good like I'm going to take the world. Devil, get thee behind me. Hallelujah. Man, you, you, you got to walk out with some confidence. When I got saved, man, I looked at my wife and I said, we're going to make this. Our marriage is going to survive. Amen. We're going to make this. And even though the enemy tried to shut it down and said, oh, you're no good. You haven't changed. She did all this stuff. Well, all these other lies. Said, no, 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 no. You don't know my God. Come on. I didn't just get saved to get saved. I knew that he was going to do something. But I remember the Lord even telling me one time, you know, when things didn't look good. And I said, you know what? It, it, you know, my wife said, I don't know if this is going to work out. Amen. And I said, God, what's up, man? You told me you're going to do take care of it. And he goes, I'm going to take care of it. But you know what? Even if she leaves you, are you going to leave me? I said, uh-uh. I said, I like this gift, amen. I, I'm here to serve you, amen. I, if she leaves, amen, then, then it's my bad. But you know what? I'm, I'm serving you. I want life. I want life. And then he fixed me up, amen, made me all like that. And she looked at me again. Hallelujah. <laughs> she looked at me again. Woo, there's that. There's my man of God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I've been praying for that man. See, I was on layaway. Hallelujah. Amen. The guy just finally paid it off. Amen. There he is. The same husband you've been praying for. You can take him home now. Hallelujah. <laughs> layaway husband. Hallelujah. Come on. How many have some family members on layaway? Hallelujah. Come on, you're praying for them. You're praying. You're praying in prayer. Amen. You're praying for that son, that daughter to get saved. Amen. See, they're on layaway right now. And you got to keep paying. You got to make those payments. Amen. And one day he's going to say, it's paid in full. They're saved. Hallelujah. Come on. Layaway Christians. Hallelujah. Come on, that's a message right there. Hallelujah. But he's come to give us life, church. That's why I serve God, because I'm happy. 
There's joy. Do I go to troubles? Yeah. Do I feel pain? Yeah. But you know what? Nothing takes away this love. This joy that I have that's in my heart from him. I know that there can be some gifts, amen, that you want. You don't want to open from some family members. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, you probably thinking, man, I got something that, that you, you probably would never use or wear, amen. I know that we all have family members that give you clothes that are not the, the greatest in styles. Come on, you get a blow dryer and you don't even have hair. What kind of gift is that? Hallelujah. But you never know what it is until you open it. They might just blow your mind this year. Come on, somebody. Our gift from God is a good gift. Somebody say, it's a good gift. And it's something that all of us would be able to use. He wants you to use the gift. Because it's a perfect gift. Can somebody say amen? Let me show you what happens when you actually open your gift. You ready? You ready to open it? You ready to open it? Go like this, you ready? You ready, Sarah? I'll take your gift. You want it, girl? <laughs> oh, you take everybody's. All right, all right. Woo-hoo. Watch out. Watch out for Sarah. Amen. <laughs> He's taking gifts. Hallelujah. She got some family members she's been praying for. Amen. Hallelujah. But let me show you what actually happens when you open this gift. Amen. I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 2. <coughs> I got that raspy voice again, baby. You like it? Woo. It hasn't gone away yet. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to keep it because I had it on layaway. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get my regular, my regular voice back. Amen. But Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, it says this. And they were on their way, speaking of the wise men. And they saw the star that they, that they seen when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And the very next verse, in verse 11, it says that when the wise men reached the place where baby Jesus was, they fell to their knees and they worshipped him. And the scripture goes on to say that their treasures were opened and they presented gifts unto the child, unto Jesus. And I want you to catch something here, church, is this, that when we humble ourselves before the Lord and we completely surrender our lives to him and let him in, we no longer, this is, listen, when we completely surrender our lives to him, amen, when we no longer choose the things of the world, when we no longer compromise, come on somebody, when we do all these things, then we can actually begin to worship God, amen, serve him completely, amen, really worship God with your whole life, then something, church, listen, starts to happen. That the treasures that are within us begin to open up. Come on, somebody. And the gifts of the Spirit of God that are within you, they start to flow. Come on, somebody. I want you to catch this. And you start doing things that you've never done before. And you start thinking of things that you never thought before. And you start loving like you never loved before. Come on. You actually start living, church. Come on. You ever felt that, amen, out of a church service, amen? It's like... 
man, I feel alive. Or something good happened to you where it says, man, I just feel like hope. I, I feel love, amen. I feel strength, amen. This is what starts to happen when you start to live for God completely and you surrender your life and say, God, I'm going to trust you with my life. God, I'm going to give you my life completely because you gave your life to me completely. And when you do that, amen, things start to flow inside of you, church, and you start to live. I believe if you begin to worship God in that manner, humbling yourself and giving your life completely to him with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul and spirit, things will start to happen in you. Let me tell you, church, you'll start to experience the abundant life that I'm talking about and the things that within your life that are falling apart will start being put back together again. God's presence and power begin to move inside your life, inside your home, inside your marriage, within your children, and in your everyday life. And what I'm saying today, church, is that when we do this, and I believe when we give God full, complete lives, amen, and surrender humbly before him, I believe that people can get healed in this place. Come on, people can get delivered once and for all. Come on, I'm talking about breakthroughs. I'm talking about lives getting put back together, amen. I'm talking about people that are down coming back up, hallelujah. God can move and do some great things in your life with this perfect gift of life through Jesus Christ. Come on. God is still a miracle working God. Come on, you can't say, well, he can't do that for me. Yes, he can if you believe. It's all it takes is faith, church. Somebody say faith. Faith. You just got to have faith in God. You don't need a lot of faith. Just like my wife was saying, some of you may be new here, you're not understanding the lingo or what we're saying, amen. But all it takes is a little faith. And let me tell you, you already have it because you're here. Come on. Just because you're here is evident that you have some faith. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You're looking for something. You're looking for hope. You say, man, my life is falling apart, man. I'm dying within. I need something to resurrect me. I need something in my life. And I believe that Jesus left heaven. He walked this earth, amen. And he died a brutal death. And he died on the cross. And the blood that he shed wipes away and takes away all my sins. And because he rose up on that third day, he gave me life. I believe that... All of you have that inside of you. The Bible says as long as you have faith as small as what? A mustard seed. You can move mountains. Come on, that's all it takes. But when you want the breakthrough, when you want that total deliverance, you got to trust God completely. Fully. With all your mind, heart, and soul. I'm crazy enough to believe that God can do crazy things. I was crazy enough that God was going to heal my marriage and put it back together after so much pain of 10 years away and me doing stupid things. I believe that God was going to put it together. Come on, I believed in his word. I prayed and I seeked. I started to fight. She fought for my salvation. I had to fight for my marriage. And I started getting on my knees and God, you can fix this. You can change our heart. You can change my heart. You can put things together. I believe. Come on. 
took faith to even make a step to come to the altar. And that was enough faith saying, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I took the step of faith. I said, I was done. God, I believe that you can fix this broken man. Come on. And, 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 and all of us go, man, I don't know if I can stop this. I, I don't know if I can stop that. I, I don't know if I can stop this doing this and doing that. Amen. I went through the same mind trip and mind battle that you guys all went through. I don't know if I can stop that. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. But God says, give me your life, boy. Watch what I do. And the very struggles that I thought I was going to have struggles in, once I gave my life completely and fully to him, the shackles came off. Come on, you're talking about bound by alcohol, bound by drugs, bound by the things of the world. For one day, and the very next second, set free. Never going back to those things. Going now 30 years, still saved, church. Come on. I had an experience. I had an encounter. And I had opened up the gift of life. Amen. And God gave me my life back. Hallelujah. There is power in God. There is power in that gift that he wants to give you and I. If you believe. So if you're struggling going through some things in your life and said, man, I can't just get over the struggle. Give your life completely to God. Humble yourself before the Lord and watch what he does. <coughs> My Lord, God, just those shackles were removed. And then you got to what? Work out your salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Oh, come on. Come on, just because you gave your life to the Lord, the devil's going to say, oh, I lost one. <laughs> Heck no, he's coming right after you. He came right after me, but I said, no, no, no. I knew his game. I knew the things that he does. It's the same tricks, church. It doesn't change. It's the same tricks from, from back in the garden that he uses today. It hasn't changed. you got to just recognize the schemes that he does, and he comes after your weaknesses. Because he knows your weaknesses. Come on, somebody. He studies you. He may not know what you're thinking, but he sees what you do. And so once you can break that and get the root of what your downfall is, because the, the, the outside root of the things that you do on the outside are only just things that because of the root. Come on, because you drink and all this. No, it's not the drinking problem. It's not this and that problem. It's a root problem. You got to find the root. What causes you to go there? And when you find that root, you get it, and he plucks it out. And then you're set free. Come on, somebody. Now you can start living. But that takes day by day. You serve God. You trust God. You read the word. You believe in God. You believe in the word and watch what God does. Hallelujah. He's good, church. He's good. I wish somebody would have told me when I was young, like these young girls here, young people. Come on, we think, oh, man, they're trying to spoil my party. No, we're not trying to spoil your party. We're trying to give you life. Come on, I've been there. I've done all those crazy things. It did nothing. It takes, it, all it does is take, take, take. Come on. Yeah, the Bible even says that sin is good for a season, but then it's payday. Come on. And he takes it away. And then you lose, church. 
I'm trying to give life to everyone. Young, old, doesn't matter. Come on. We're talking about experience. I'm talking from experience. Don't go there. Don't do drugs. Don't go there. Save yourself for someone special. Don't be used. Hallelujah. God has a perfect gift for you. Come on, a perfect person for you. Hallelujah. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for their spouses already. Man, they'd be faith-filled, powerful men and women of God, amen, for my grandchildren, amen. I pray for them, that they don't just judge by the outward appearance, but the heart of that person. God, I, I have them on layaway, hallelujah. I got spouses on layaway for my grandkids. It's the truth. Start praying for your kids now because the world will take them. Start covering them. Start protecting them. I plead the blood of Jesus over the schools, districts here in this, in Clark County here in the state of Nevada and in our nation around the world. I pray for our schools. Protect our kids. Bring a voice that will be as a faith believers that will raise up and defend those that can defend themselves. Come on. We need our children to speak up. Amen. And help those that are going through struggles. Going through all this stuff and that the devil, all the stuff that the devil's doing, he, she, dog, I'm a dog, I'm a whatever, hallelujah. It's ridiculous. Come on, somebody. Yet they believe it. We got to teach them. The enemy, they're, they're, is teaching them really well. Come on, church. Let's not lose our kids to the world. Come on, there's, hell is real. Hell is real. And no one's promised tomorrow. Come on, the Bible says our life is like a vapor. We could be here one moment and we can be gone the next. We see people in accidents die the very, every day, church. They thought they had a whole life ahead of them. We can't live that way. We got to live with the assurance. You know what? I love God and I'm saved. Come on, we got to preach that to our children. And tell them about this precious gift that God wants to give them. And somebody say Amen. I'm going to close today. Now I'm here to remind you, don't leave the perfect gift unopened. But open it up and start living. Start living. I'm going to read this one scripture and I'll close with this one scripture. Amen. Listen to it. It's very powerful. I'm reading out the, the message translations. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10. And I'll close with this. It says this. It wasn't long ago that you were mired in your old stagnant life of sin. You let the world who doesn't even know the first thing about living tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and you exhaled disobedience. We all did this. All of us were doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. All of us were in the same boat. It's a wonder that God didn't lose his temper and do away with a whole lot of us. Instead, immersed in mercy with an incredible love and he embraced us he took our sin dead lives and made us alive in christ he did all this on his own with no help from us then he picked us up and set us on the high uh, set us down in the highest heaven in the company with jesus our messiah now god has us where he wants us and with all the time in the world and for the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving, saving is all his idea, all his work. As we, all we have to do is trust enough in him to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. 
We don't play the major role here. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging of all the things that we have done. No, we neither make or save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, come on, let's all stand up, come on. Powerful message, amen, through the message translation, amen. Come on, it says here, man, you let the world, you let the world who does not even know the first thing about living tell you how to live. Come on, fill your lungs with polluted unbelief and you exhale disobedience. <laughs>